between me and Jason. Jason belongs in hell, and I'm gonna see he gets there. change the name. People want to forget this was Crystal Lake. Just because our parents keep telling us that Jason was only a legend doesn't mean it wasn't true. What if he did come back? Looking for the camp counselor that caused him to drown his wife. better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. Episode 220 of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace with the ever-elusive Tom fucking Fridley. My <laughs> I have been elusive as a motherfucker. All right, that works. What's going on? No, what the hell could you possibly want to know about me other than I couldn't even remember what day it was the time when you tried to call me? <laughs> it's hilarious. It is. How many I was, times did you try to get me? How many times? I was like eight? Yeah. Yeah, we tried like eight times. You were like, I'm on a motorcycle right now. And then like two hours later, you're like, if you're up, I can do it. I'm like, bro. I'm high diving. I'm, I got him on a jet ski. I'm a clown. I, I want to do some puppeteer work. I know. I'm all over the place. Check this out. Look, is this all because of video? Like, look, like, see my face? Like, this is where yeah. I'm like, like, how cool is that? Look how cool that is. Where are you? That's, dude, I'm up in Idaho, brother. I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Check this out. If you look up Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, it's French. Any of your listeners look it up. It is the most of the whole United States. Unfortunately, it's the most place or the, the most wanted to go to real estate jumped up like this 46% in one month. One month, shit went from like half a million dollars to a million three like that. That's how what? much people want to get out of Dodge. It's so beautiful up here. I just got off my boat. It's like just jammed. And just, nice. you know, just what the around. fuck is in Idaho, bro? Well, I don't know, man. What's anywhere? It's like, well, hey, check it out. Like, where, where, where are you located right now? I'm in the middle What's of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. You're in Brooklyn? Yeah. Sounds exactly the same. You sound like you're fucking Brooklyn. Okay, but if I say like, what's in Brooklyn? You go, oh, it's my neighborhood. I walk over here. There's no fucking assholes. I got this over here. I got that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Hey, look at me. Just look at me. I'm just telling you that this is not a fucking bad place to be. The thing is what I got, which, you know, you ain't got, you got to go into the suck of suburbs to get all this shit. You know what I got? I got trees. I got lakes. I got water. You could drink out of fucking hose. You know what I mean? That shit happened in a long time. So that's, that's what's happening. It's, it's beautiful here. And it's just like, 
dude, it's it's ridiculous. The food, like you can grow. Gar- I mean, it's it's just God's land if you want to say it. And I'm not a religious man, but that's a, it's uh, like God. I understand what you're saying. I get it. That's fucking cool, man. What are what, you usually on black and white like that? Is that your your mo? Is that you black and white? No, this is like this. I, I like I don't know how to do none of this shit, but. I wound up figuring out how I could like change it. So I was like, you know what? I want to do black and white. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a little plug in for somebody who's not paying me any product placement whatsoever, but this is the best beer I've ever had. What is it? Voodoo Ranger. Oh my God. This IP, this is like, and I'm not an IPA guy. This is the best freaking beer ever made by anybody. Voodoo Ranger. IPA. It's 9%. So it's a little bit uh, unbelievable. Right. Like I'm just saying, is that okay that I drink beer? I'm so accepted. I don't Ooh, give a fuck. come and saw me. They know I like to drink beer. Bro, I don't give a shit what you do. That's fine with me. I'm not fucking hating on nobody. Right now, on. Now, now, you see, the reason why I hit you up originally and then I started digging was obviously because of your role as court. Do you remember when I was making your flyer and you wanted me to put a gavel in your fucking hand? Dude, you did the best fucking work. I'll tell you something. Do you realize, I'll tell you right now. Not that I like hate on anybody or whatever, but what brought you out, you doing that for me, like I chugged, like in my mind, I put this like little, uh, like a little, I don't know, just like a little, uh, like, you know, they put like little slides, like, like that guy, like completely, like just, I asked for something, he just did it in a second. And it's not because people do something for me, but you did an admirably great job. And you came right back at you like, all right, courts in motion or courts in session. And you're like, <laughs> and you're like, you got back right to me. Like, and like, you know, it was like freaking, it seemed like an hour later, you had the goods. I was like, yeah. how can I possibly deny this guy? Right. I appreciate it. I appreciate it because listen, I'm like a fucking, at the end of the day, I'm like a fucking horror nerd. And, and part six was the first Friday the 13th that I ever saw in the movie theater. And it's one of my favorites. So I was like, you know what? Let me fucking reach out to this guy. And then, you know, then I'm going back to summer camp nightmare where you're singing fucking beef bologna and, and a delightful little tune. what I said a delightful little tune. It's definitely a delightful fucking tune. Are you like an old school punk rock dude? No, you know what, dude? It's actually just like, here, I'll turn my hand. Like, oh. You're frozen. Dude, my, like, my thing, like, I play drums. I'm okay. like, I'm singer. I like this. I write music all the time. I've got a whole, I, dude, I can say, I got copies of shit. Like I said, because I've been working on a film that's about, it's called The Preachers of Rock. Check this out. It's about guys that all turn 50 and they're all ready to retire. And they've all like, they've all their wives and their kids are busy running. They're all been sick and tired of them, like, like just trying to make it their whole lives. And so at 50, they've all agreed, like, this is our last thing. They go to their club, their nightclub. It's just like the locals all come there. So they got like maybe 200 fans. They're still like putting their like, their little like things on the light, you know, on the like telephone poles or staples. Like that's like, the, they don't think Facebook, these guys are all like outdated. Their kids are like, man, why don't you just do it like this? Do like, we're like, no, we'll become big. Like the old guy. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but we're really, really, here's the trick. It was really, really a tight band. Like, I mean, a ridiculously tight band. So what happens is the night that we're like going to say goodbye to everybody, all our fans and like our wives, we're gonna have to go get regular jobs the next day. Whole band's now 50 years old. As we're playing, this, this guy, you see like this, um, at the beginning of the film, you see a guy that's like, he's a completely uh, a talent scout, but like big time Rolling Stone covers and he's in search of all these people and he does all this shit, but all of a sudden he ends up, a couple things happen, but he ends up walking into the club and he's walking, he goes, where the fuck have these guys been all my life? And all of a sudden the wives are like, no, like, no, do not do this. So they go, he's got like Learjets. They're going to go in a motor home because summer vacation starts with their kids. They're going to tour through the United States and just do some whole total like this honky tonk kind of like white trashy kind of cool ass like tour through like what rock and roll is all about. And this guy's sitting there with millions of dollars. He goes, I'm going with you. I'm going with you. I'm going. So he Bye. goes with them. He makes friends with the kids inside. They all start 
they all start like Facebook and the guys and all this stuff. And they just they keep playing. They bring them down. They, they meet like Aerosmith. They meet Steven Tyler. They meet Pink. They meet all these different, big, different musicians like, who like, you know, who motivated them through things. And they go down to go down real south. They see the country Western guys and where rock and roll all came from. So they keep going on. And what ends up like the end of the movie after these, all these like, there's some really cool shit that happens to us. The relationships between the people are great, but they end up going between, they land in Las, or they, they end up pulling to Las Vegas. They take their shitty old band, this Winnebago, they end up like out in the middle of between LA and Vegas. There's a breakdown. They put an SO help us. They satellite shoot like way up, just like a satellite shot. Like you see like television. Dude. And yeah. all of a sudden you see all these people. They've been listening to their music. The band doesn't even know that they've been, that these kids and this guy have been advertising them all over us. This is all you see the lights coming from everywhere, dark at night. And they wake up in the morning like, shit, I guess we're gonna have to like, tow the truck. Wherever they open up, it's like Woodstock. Thousands of people. And they get up there like, oh my God. And they jam their jams. But I've written all, we got all the music for this show. We got the theme what's the, name of, what's the name of this movie? Preachers of Rock. All right. When's this coming out? What's the deal? What's it's the deal? When it's coming out. It's better. I just got done finished writing. I got to, I got to, I got to drive. Look at you. Want to help me? I got to do something to bring up money to get it produced. Let's start a fucking Kickstarter, bro. What's the matter with you? I know, but see, look at, you know how you said you're like a, like, you're like whatever you're like stupid at. I'm totally stupid at that. I'm just like, I can write the words. I can write the music. I do all this shit, but like, I need somebody. A front guy. Dude, I right off the bat. I already love you. You're from a journey. <laughs> Everybody's from prison. You're all from Englewood, man. Are you originally? My, my whole family was here. I was born in Chicago, but my mom, my uncle, all my, all my, like all the way on the Travolta sides, all on, all in Englewood. Right. Yeah. See, a lot of people don't realize or know that you're Travolta's what? Nephew. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty fucking cool. I guess. I mean, to you, it's your life, but to people on the outside, it's kind of cool. Truth of the matter is, man, I always like to just keep it like my own name. I think it's just like, I didn't want, his thing is for me, that's just the way my, I'm like, I don't want any favors in the way that like, if you can't, like, the last thing you want to do is take a, like a job out of an actress. Like if somebody's going to beat you out, like, I don't want any pushy, shovey thing. That's why like, right. come on, Fridley, because it's not my actual name. It's my mom's name. My right. father's name is Fridley. They were divorced years ago. So I mean, like, it's like Fridley's just like the name I kept. And it's like, you look on the web, it's like, I probably the one who's made the word Fridley probably the most famous for anyone. Probably. Well, listen, you were in a couple of movies with him. Phenomenon, Face Off. I mean, check it out. Check it out. Here's the deal with that. Those movies I did, if you look at that shit, they're like little tiny things. I went in red for them, like a normal, like nobody knew anything. I came in and somebody got it. And then when, when I showed up on set, especially on Face Up, I showed up and he's like, oh man, you come down for lunch because in LA, he thought I was just coming to see him for lunch. I go, no, 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 I'm actually doing something. Like, oh shit, okay, cool. So we just ate lunch together and whatever went. There's not, there's not. It's, it's, look, he's as great a guy as you'd ever want. The thing is, this is like me personally, I can't like, Tell somebody to do me favors for that shit. Because it's the bottom line. If, if I win, I win. If I don't, I don't want it like that. Right, I, I got it. Cheating. Yeah, that's you know. I'm, that's, I'm gifted on my own, and I got as far as I wanted to be. And I was like, okay, fine. I mean, I've done like forty some fucking movies. I've done a shit pile of stuff. It's like, I mean, the idea of doing that was like, it's huge. I've accomplished plenty on my own. I'm, I'm good with that. So I like music. Truthfully, that's my yeah. my, my love. But yeah. Johnny's a great uncle. He's a fantastic one. But realize this: here's the position. If I was to ask him to do that for me, let's just uh -huh. say I asked. There's about 10 nephews and there's a bunch of nieces up. He'd have to like go, if I'm going to do that for you, I got to do it for everybody. And they got the bottom line is like, you know, some people are more gifted than others. But it's not fair. Cause it all sounds like he's putting his ass on the line for people like, you know, like, you know, you do it. He believes in me. He's always been a big fan of mine. He goes, dude, you, I don't know. You can do this shit on your own. I said, and, and that was absolutely true. So nice. we get along, but I just don't ask him. He just, you know, not that he would, you know what I mean? It's just like, some people need to understand that. It's like, I don't, ask, you don't ask, you don't get, but I don't, it's like, I don't feel comfortable like asking for that. It's like, yeah. I don't, I got to earn it. He earned it. He didn't ask anybody. Sure. You know what I'm saying? 
But he's yeah. crazy. Oh I, fucking, oh, I fucking know what you're saying. <laughs> he's a great human being. As I can't, I could not speak more highly of anybody in my life. The guy's the nicest, kindest person. If you need right. something, he's there. And it's like, I almost like use him as a goal. Like, I just want to try to not need anything. Right. Because if I can survive without needing, you know, you know what I'm saying? But no, it's, it's, not that he wouldn't help, but it's like he just wanted to do things. Yeah, well, because, yeah you, you want things because then people would say, oh, well, he got his career because of his uncle. Tell you what, you know where he helped me a lot is when he went like this. He's just, this is the best help he ever did for me. It was like this. When I do something, I show him projects I did. He goes, that's fucking brilliant. That is, dude, that's a great, that you did that. That's a great, great job. And that like built me because somebody already commented, just compliments made me want to build on. It was not huh. pulling strings. It was just a matter of going to compliments because you got somebody, you get compliments from fans. And the thing is, it feels so good inside. But when you get compliments from somebody who's accomplished it, it's like you're going like, okay, you're kind of walking up that walk. Sure. But I love man, Music is my truly my, my, my passion. I like music. I just love yeah. music. I like writing. But you know I mean? It's just because if you're an actor, realize this, you can only see like John, a lot of, you know, all the big Bruce Willis, all the people that are big stars. Once you get to a certain thing, you get to like have people write things for you or you get the cream of the crop. You pick your parts, right? You pick what you want to do next. That's when it gets over that. Like there's a, like a, a where you go over top of that, like love to where all of a sudden you're like, you're hired from things you've earned or things. And then all of a sudden, like, then you're, sudden you're in control of your own career. Where right. I was at, like every role I ever did, it was not a matter of like, oh man, I like you and that. I chose them. All those I went and read for it. Whichever one you got, you just did it. Some I'm like, I'm happier. I like more than others, but I never, ever like wrote my own role. And like, you never, you never get to know like how really good you are, what range you have, unless you write for yourself and you do it. You know, like a Mel Gibson, like Mel Gibson did in, 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 um, what a Braveheart, perfect example. He's, I love him. He's a brilliant actor in that movie. He brilliantly directed it like nobody's business. He did such an incredible job and did all that. The matter, the responsibility level on that thing would make a normal person's head blow off their shoulders. And he did a great job all the way through it. A brilliant job. There's a whole person going, here's the whole thing. He was at his career. Go, I have the script. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to do the whole thing. It'll be exactly when you, what you saw was exactly how he saw it in his head. Even yeah. when John does films, I guarantee you, well, how he sees it in his head is not, so he doesn't have like all, he doesn't go in and edit and do all that stuff. You know, you got to be a part of all that stuff. You want to see it to look exactly like your thing. So, you know what I'm saying? At my level, you just, you do parts, whatever's like thrown at you and you just do the best you can. Yeah. yeah. Listen, fucking like Braveheart and shit to have a vision to, to, to do, to, to do something like that, that and to have it come out like that is absolutely fucking ridiculous. You know what? Let me tell you a story. Here's a great story with Johnny Saturday Night Fever, right? You got to know Saturday Night Fever. You're Brooklyn. You got to know Saturday Night Fever, right? Bro, I, I, I eat fucking Lenny's pizza constantly. Okay. Let me tell you some story about that. Look at this. You, the director of, of, of Saturday Night Fever, the original director was John was the same director as Karate Kid. Right. You had a little role in that. No, yeah, I did try to cry kid. That was the dude, that's best residuals ever. You gotta have the biggest film with the least amount of stars in it. You get huge money, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuff. sure you get mailbox money from the karate kid though. Dude, they get mail, but you mailbox money, this residual, you get residuals from everything you ever did forever. Nice. Now the deals could be better. You could get more. You're not drinking beer, are you? No, I'm actually drinking a fucking iced tea. So let down it. All right, so here's the story. Check this out. <laughs> Johnny goes, let me just show you the difference between Saturday Night Fever being like an iconic movie and it not being an iconic movie. John Alvelson was the director, right? So all of a sudden, you know, the dancing is the biggest thing in the whole thing, the whole dancing. Yeah. So Johnny does the whole dancing, but check this out. He does dancing. And I'm sitting there talking to Johnny. He goes, dude, he wanted to cut it like this. See my frame? Like he wanted to frame it like, like this. It's all about the whole body. 
Johnny looked at the whole thing. They did it over. He goes, no, you got to see the whole body. You got to see what the hell's going on. And this isn't like a tight up, like thing shot. This has got to be like the whole action gets everybody going. So Johnny actually directed that whole scene. He directed the whole damn, like the whole dance scene. And I'll tell you what, if that hadn't been like that, the movie would not have been like the hit that it was because that, that whole scene gets you just like, gets you goosebumps. It just gets you like going. It makes you hyped as a man. It makes you feel like empowered. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? I do know what you fucking talking imagine about. Imagine if it was just his face going like this. He was just trying to say, you'd be like, there's nothing. You've got to see the whole thing to where you're like, that's a man doing what a man does. You're like, you feel you're proud to be a guy. You're proud to be like, I mean, you're like, proud to be like, got my back. You know what I mean? It's like football. It's just like somebody fucking just got a fucking touchdown. You're like, fuck yeah, that's great. But I mean, that's how I felt. I was like, man, he just got one for us, you know? Yeah, man. So what was it like? Like you, you chose the Friday 13th role? Excuse me? You chose the Friday the 13th role? I chose... Did, did you choose that? Did you did you choose that role? Or did you get did you get asked to do it? No, 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 no. See, you gotta understand, this is what I'm saying. See, at my level where I was at, oh, hell no. At my level, what happens is this. If the kids are out there that want to be actors, what way it went back when I was a day was that you, you're at home, boom, phone rings. Your agent calls you and goes, okay, you have an interview for you know, so-and-so and so whatever, because there was a thing called breakdowns. So the agent would get a thing and say, like, give me an example, we want an Italian guy in between like 16 and 24. So then I went up for anything between 16 and 24 at that point in time. So when I got there, oh no, hell, I didn't choose it. There's like, I was happy to get it. I was the, you know, Tommy um, Glaufman would tell you like, shit, there's probably 30 guys there. He just went on and went on and on and on. The thing that's nice is if there's a casting director, the casting directors will read with you. This mm-hmm. is going to be kind of like, I'll do this slowly so you understand this. When you usually, I don't, I don't know if you, I don't know if you're capable of slow, but have at it. <laughs> Listen, I just got done spending some time with a guy who talked faster than me, and I got. I'm, like, I'm, I'm keeping up with you. Listen, I'm from Brooklyn. I, I, I get it. You go. I, I'm, I'm right here with you, bro. <laughs> How many? You got a lot of people that are going to listen to this eventually. Yeah. Okay. Nobody's going to be pissed off about this because it's important. So here's the way the process, I'm going to just slow down just for a second so you understand. Here's the way the process goes. Here what happens is there's a script written, right? Now what happens is this, it's given to a casting agent. The casting agent writes down each one of the members of the, of the cast of the, that are supposedly in the script. You know, it's like also like, well, the mice was like court, like quirky guy, like whatever between this and that and this and then the right down the police. So then it gets sent to the agents. The agents look and they call breakdowns. And all of a sudden they go, do we have a, do we have, do we handle a person who's right? Like whether it's, he's like, okay, we have an African-American who's between six and eight. We got this and that. They just look through their thing. Go, okay. Tom fits this between 16 and 18 or 16 and 20 Italian guy. And that's like all there is. Then what happens is they go, they call me and they go, drive and this is before there was faxes this is before anything you gotta yeah. drive your ass about 20 miles through traffic out to pick up the sides sides look like they're like three pieces of script or just one paper with just your lines on it not the whole script, just your lines on it so you go home and you study those you get them all wired you drive all the way home and they're like okay you gotta be there tomorrow morning at like 10 o'clock so you go back to the traffic you get there and what happens is it's a fucked up thing now there's a casting director the casting directors are not actors but they happen to play the actor that's on the other side of you Right. So like example, like so, so like for Darcy's character, Darcy, I never read with Darcy, like Darcy's character. She read like, you know, before or after I did with other people. But the so the casting director is whether a guy or a girl. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter. It's like it could be a guy going like, oh, my God, please, like, don't mount me like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. It's like it's ridiculous. So you're like, trying to, like, you know what I mean? So you're farming the show. And like the scene, the majority of the stuff in Friday 13th, I, I lived it. That whole thing with all the kids and all that shit. Yeah. I made that all up. 
Tommy, right. Tommy just said, Look, we got 20 minutes. We got like five minutes worth of film left. He goes, go, he put two cameras on one of the kids. One of me goes, just do whatever you want to do. Threw me a rock and he split. Well, it, you you ad lib the whole thing like uh, you know like, like the squaw and the whole Indian shit. Yeah, right Hilarious. Now. That's like the funniest part of the movie. <laughs> the thing, but you know what makes it funny? It's the editing. Check this out. When I get done saying this, but think about this. Watch the scene. Also, I'm like going. So anyway, you know that's basically the end of the thing. As soon as I go like this, the thing boom, they cut right to the kids looking like, and just the I, their eye, like all of a sudden the audience becomes them like you fucking dumb motherfucker. Like and then, <laughs> it's literally. It's literally a quarter of a second away from being funny or like uh, not that funny. Right. So all about that cutaway. The cut matters. So much. editing is everything and funny. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. But he would let, allowed me to do that. But that was like you know he's he's one of my favorite people. He's like he's such a list of and he's also a musician. He likes to jam and we we kind of I've gone and taped him and um in Vegas and stuff. His band the Sloss will come in. Yes. And Tommy Glaffin's like he's a he's a very rare sold to have and he allows actors to do what they do and he said i hired you to do what you do because i trusted you and he goes all i'm doing is like i just have the frame here and i'm doing the lighting thing and i want the essence like this and if you do anything you know he was just like go man do what you do and it was like yeah. so freeing and you're like really like yeah it's like okay and you're just like allowed to just be yourself and that's why everybody and no there was nobody everybody in that movie whether you like it or not Nobody did a shitty job. Everybody was like free, kind of wheeling what they did. They just did. They weren't like over directed or micromanaged. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fucking super fun movie. It's definitely one of my favorites in the franchise. I met Tommy McLaughlin a couple of years back, real quick, and a friend of mine who has this a podcast called the Red River Podcast had him on there recently. He was talking about the slots opened up for the fucking doors, dude. His band opened up for the doors, dude. His, his history is ridiculous, dude. He's like, if you're a rock, you kidding for me? I sit there. We, I, the times I'm blessed, I actually sit next to him at like the at the, at the conventions. It's like one or so twice I've sat right next to him. And we literally, we're like always talking. That's all we talk is about is music. I'm like saying, I was recording one day. I'm like, I had my little recorder thing. I'm like, let's just do this. Let's just do this. We had all these recording shit. And yeah. we were just like screwing around. It was like fun because him and I would like, I would love to like just, Go into the thoughts, play drums for him, and just like just jam with those guys. And yeah, because I I like to sing and I like to jam. It's like that's just me. Music's like freeing, especially when you write your own stuff. Realize this: if you're an actor, okay, realize. Just think about this for a second. There's a script right. written by a writer, right? Right. Pretend like you're an actor. Here's the script, right? Now I'm the director. Here's the thing. So all you are is basically a puppet. I wrote this. You say my words, and then you do what I tell you to do. Right. Follow me. Sure. When you're on music, when you write your own music, you're on like, are you are you a sci-fi fan at all? A little bit, a little bit. Okay. But I'm a huge music fan. I started this podcast basically only talking with people in bands. Originally. Okay, you'll understand. The Star Trek movies, the old Star Trek movies, the movies, the movies. Yes. You ever seen Star Trek movies? I've seen them. I'm not huge into them, but I, I'm, I am familiar. There's a thing is this. There's a thing in one of the movies where it has like, it's, it's got this rift. And the rift is the breaking, like beginning. It's like as if there was an end of the universe and it's the thing that's beginning, like the creation of everything. Yeah. So it's like seeing that when you're writing and you just go like this, what I like to do is this. I'll say like, let's say you're my drummer or whatever. I say, hey, bro, should do it. Come up with a name. Just don't tell me anything. We just, let's just come up with a name and I'll just feed off that. Cause if I have a name, I already kind of pre like have ideas, but you just yeah. tell me a name. I'm just going to start playing. We're just going to start jamming and I will come up with something like that. You're on the creative role that like rift of like creativity. It's never been done before. When you're an actor, somebody's telling you what to do. They've already wrote it. You're just a puppet. But like Mel Gibson said, like, I wrote this. If you've written it and you're directing it, you're still like, damn it. I wrote this motherfucker. It's like I'm on the rift of like creativity. And it's something so much more wonderful about being there 
I mean, do you draw? Do you do any hobby? Do you do anything creative? I mean, do you, do you ever write like questions for any of your guests? Or is there something where you feel like it's just brand new that you just came up with? Not really. I, um, I, I used to draw a lot as a younger kid, but I think like now being an adult and a father with, with doing this, I, my creativity goes into the flyers and shit that I do. Okay. Let me ask you this. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this for you. Are you, so you're, you're a pretty creative drawer. Uh, I, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Look, let me ask them. Do you have a pen? Do you have like, do you have something to draw on right near you? Are you going to make me start doodling right now? No, 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 no. You're going to say, you want, I want you to feel what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I'm going to give you something totally off the track to like, just do, and you just go quick, like sketch this. And then when you put it in, you just hold it up. It'll just show you like, all of a sudden that's never been done before ever. It's never been asked before. Look, but hear me out. It's never been asked before by anyone to right. you or to anybody. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to create something that's never been done before. This is hilarious. I get you, but I'm saying you ask me questions that are like, you know, they're not exactly, but they're close to the kind of stuff they've been asked for before. And my answers, I try to make them a little bit different to make them interesting, but of course. I'm going to come up with something. I'm going to come up with something off the top of my head that I just want you to, you can like, just like sketch or like, just like, you know, just like, I'm not asking for genius. I'm just asking like, just cool. Yeah, I got paper right here. This is the first right now on the podcast that you, someone's having me draw. You know what? We're going to make it this way. Everybody you out and say, what, this is going to get you back to creative. Everybody like you interview gets to ask you to just sketch something and they do it at the end. And what happens is this, you sign it and you put it on your like website and it's signed. It's a personal thing from that person. We sign it and you go, you know, there what you go. Sign it and go. that's a good thing. A little pitch for you. Cause it's something that we bring out the artistic creativeness to you. Right. Okay. What am I drawing, Tom Fridley? <laughs> All right. Now here's, here's the, I'm going to be off the, I have, I'm trying to think of right now. I wish it was a live audience to go like, what do you think? But I'm just thinking, I'm just going to have you, I'm thinking about something. I'll tell you what, here you go. This is what, this is how my day went. What are you guys like? Oh my God. Uh, no, 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 no. Watch. Check this out. I'm going to tell you my thing. You just draw this out. Ready? Today, this afternoon, ready for this? I took my 21 foot speed mode out. Right. And it would not, and it would not fucking start no matter what. And I had an outboard motor and I'm just pulling it frustrated as hell. Like a car, just like this, like this, like mother fuck me. And I was just like, so frustrated because I did this interior beautifully and stupid me, like did the interior first, didn't test the motor out and then went out and ran and realized I got totally ripped off by this fucking guy. Nice. So, so you got like, spoon's boat, Tom Fridley, frustrated as hell, pulling the string out of the, you just do like a, like a lawnmower, like just like motherfucker. That's kind of like, so I give you something. And, and you're, and you're pulling the boat. Like, are you in the water? <laughs> no, no, like, like, here I am. Right. Watch. See me now. So I'm standing in the boat, right? You know, like picture a speedboat, picture a speedboat. And at the end, you know, the outboard motor. Yes. Now I had an electric start on it, but the thing is to make it more interesting. There's a pull start too. So I'm like this, like whether you'd pull like a, like a, like a lawnmower, like I'm like, I was going. Yeah. So just picture, <laughs> like this on a speedboat, like frustrated as hell doing that. And that's like how I felt. <laughs> All right. All right. So while you know I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sketch the same thing because I'll tell you, I was so pissed off and I worked so damn hard on this. Two weeks I worked on the interior of this boat. It was like, dude, we're the winter. When I got the boat, it had AstroTurf covered with dirt and sand and shit. I peeled all this shit back, inhaled God knows what. It's back and only pulled all this shit, re-splued it, and I put beautiful car, redid the seats, redid all this shit to take it out in the water, go like, hmm, done run. Wow. Nice. Excited. <laughs> I know. You know, so it was like, yeah, it's like, you know, it's just a little microcosm of the, of the freaking world. But right. I have a shortage right now. I don't know if anybody else does. I'm not finding a real shortage. A of shortage people. of what? I'm finding a real shortage of people that can that, that do what they say they're going to do. 
Well, yeah. Well, a lot of people are full of shit, Tom. That's what I'm saying. But it's just there's a there's a there's, a, there's a, an immenseness. It's like an overwhelming amount. No, it's like every, there's like I don't know if it's a COVID that made everybody lazy because they get money from shit. I don't know, but it's like everybody's like, yeah, sure, and they have like this like blank mind, like I promise, and they're like, wow, just a bunch of bullshit, right? I don't know. How old are you? Like about twenty eight. Twenty eight. How old are you? Forty five. Well then, hey, look, motherfucker, you look great, man. Thanks, man. I try to keep. I try to keep. You know, listen, I. I I put myself through the ringer for a lot of years and uh, I stopped my bullshit because it, it's just, I can't, I just can't. Uh, you want to live a little longer? I get it. Yeah. I want to live a little longer. My life just happens to fall apart like crazy. Totally. And, uh, and then, um, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. Maybe I just have good genes. You got kids. You got to have kids. I have one daughter, 11 years old. And you love her to death. She's my world. That's all. That's all that matters. That's the only reason day. why you made all the changes in your life. Absolutely. Or else I'd probably be dead. Honestly. Got you. Yeah. Got you. Totally. Hey, touche, dude. I totally understand. That's exactly what I'm at. Like kids change it. You know what's interesting? And your audience will understand this. You never realize what it's like to, once you have a child, because you can say, okay, well, you don't realize how selfish you are to where you're literally willing to put your, your body to take a bullet for somebody. And uh-huh. especially daddies and little girls, I would stand in front of that train. And like, if something happened to my daughter died in my time, I would want to die like right then to like go chase her and make sure she was okay. It's like, whatever. I feel so like I got to take care of that soul. That's just, I mean, it's unbelievable now. Of course, dude. Do you have any kids? Yeah. How many kids you have? Well, I got two. I have a, a son that's 29 and I have a daughter who's 19. Nice. Yeah. It so, is. I, I totally get it. I'm just saying it's like, just like, it's totally like that thing. That's what really matters. I'm not going to draw you because I can't draw people. <laughs> Here's my bogus version of it. <laughs> okay. That's you. Right. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's, 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 can you see it? Like, there it is. The dead guy. All right. right. All right. Here, here. Here, look. Let's see what you got. Oh, yeah. That's way better. Oh, you got the boat down. Fridley. Wow, wait a second. Let me punch that up. Let me take a picture of that. Hold on. That's. Oh, wow. Okay, it's for the. Oh, damn. You know what? You know what's funny? I'll tell you what. I'm going to shoot you a picture right now, the actual boat I was fucking on. And you'll see this. Like, you're going to go, like, dude, I want that boat. That boat's like, <laughs> this boat, I'm seriously. This boat is like badass. Watch. I'll send you a picture of it. You're going to, like, fuck, I like that. Why wouldn't you, like, check this out? Look how cool. This, this is. I'm going to send you a picture, but all the interior is all laid on the outside. Like, I just got done doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Check that out. You sent that to me on Facebook? All right, I yeah, see. Yeah, I just sent it to you. Look oh, there you go. Yo, that looks like a boat I just fucking drew. Yeah, yes, you're but when you're like, like going, hey, that looks like, that's like a cool ass boat, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, you know, surprise, surprise. Uh-huh. But I'm just saying that, you know, but I'm saying that looks cool. So, but there's a problem. The only problem is the motor, it's got spark. As long as it's got spark, it's all good to go. It's just a carburetor problem. It always is. So I don't quit. But I got like, check it out. I'll take it for a little walk. This take is my you on a walk. I'm gonna take you on a walk. All right. I live in a loft, like I don't know if you can see this. My loft is like it's like a big quantity. It's all ground. It's like this is the upstairs. This is like this is my loft where my little party den deal. And then like there's there's a bed here, there's windows there. Nice. This is cool. It's my, there's like my my desk and my stuff got cool. Just it's a mess right now. I didn't, you know, whatever. I'm bringing my beer. So anyway, 
to be here's, here's where the work all begins. So look, I just walk downstairs, right? So I'm like, okay, I just want to break. Oh, wait, what, what? I got to like, work. and here it is. Also like, cause I work on motorcycles and bus. Also like, hello, here's all the bikes I got to work on. Like, oh shit. I got all this. Oh, oh shit. Exactly. And like, here's the green boat that didn't run. Look how beautiful it is here though. You want to know why it's Idaho? Look at this brother. Look how gorgeous it is. I got that little badass. That's a screaming boat. That's going to scream. Nice. This whole thing is like, this is a 1970s, like, look at, look, look at the green spots on this thing. This is the boat that I just took out, the one that wouldn't start yesterday. Nice. And then I got all these bikes. Look at it. What year are you born? 75. Dude, this is born the same year as you. Nice. Look how clean this thing is. Look how clean that is. <laughs> Dude, that's ridiculous. Do you like motorcycles? Shit, I got like, I got 74. 70. I only have vintage bikes. But I'm like, I got all this shit. It's just like, and I work on this stuff. And this is like my thing. Look at my shops, like over here. Front of the but like my son's a boxer. He's got a whole website. Like here's, the, I was going to try to get him in here and tag him. He's a boxer. He teaches classes every night. So he's down beating the shit out of it. And my floor up in my room upstairs, it's like, gun, 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 gun. Cause he's beating on the thing. And here's the, so you let people know like, bam. So there's a shop. This is the kind of mixed up craziness I deal with. We got shocks, tires, tires, shocks, shocks. Anybody who knows motorcycles realizes how to value that is. That's like a very rare. Elsinore, just but that's just me. That's what I do. Nice. That's good shit, man. Looks like you're living a nice little life there. Having you nice yeah, you're working on your you don't got do you know do you have a girlfriend now or are you just like by yourself? I'm chilling. I'm going to I'm going to Tennessee next week. So, so what does that mean? I don't know. I'm just going. I'll be closer to Idaho than I am now. That's what it means. You hear what I said? I said, so, so I go like, are you single or what? You go like, I'm chilling, and then you just go out of the blue. I'm going to Tennessee next week somewhere. (laughs) So what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. I'll be closer to Idaho than I am now. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) That's what I meant by that. I mean, like this is like this is the house. Look look how nice it is. Look at this. Like everything's like gorgeous. It's giving you a tour of this shit. I mean, look at this. This is like up the road. And then there's like, we got five acres. It goes way up. And here's more boats. That boat and like, saw the boats back there. Yeah. Nice. Way too much shit. Way too so much. The yeah, only fans are going to go like this. You never talked about the movie at all. Yeah, you I know. Shut that stuff in whenever they, anybody wants to know. Yeah, I don't know. Bro, I, I don't interview nobody. I shoot the shit with everybody. I just wanted to know shit like that. How was it like? Well, obviously, it's, it's going to be the hacky shit. If I start asking questions, it's going to be the same shit that you've gone over 9,000 times. You know what I want to ask you? When are you coming to a new, when are you coming to another convention? Because conventions okay, are starting. Okay, okay, I, can answer, I can answer that one. Here's the deal. Um, here, actually, this is a good answer for you. Hold on, hold on. You know what? Hold on. Let me pop this up. I'll send this right to you. And you can call it. Hold on. I'm going to send this to you right now. Let me pull up my thing. Hold on. Just give me, be patient for one second. I'll tell you All exactly right. what I'm going to show you. And I think it's, it's actually a total doable by your fan base. How, how wide does your fan base go? Like, where do you like reach out to? It's all over the place. There's okay. people that listen everywhere. All right. Hold on. I think I got a good one. All right. Here we go. All right. Here's the deal. I'll tell you, what, I'm just going to, I'm going to send you what my agent sent me. So you're going to get it straight on. Okay. Okay, All right. October 16th, the horror sideshow market in, it looks like Allentown, Pennsylvania. Or Pen- Yo, yeah, I know exactly. Is that New Jersey Horrorcon or Monster Mania? No, no, it's called, this is what it's called. It's called, it just says you're free. Uh, he said, are you free October 16th for horror sideshow market in Allentown, PA? That, that is most likely the New Jersey Horror. Darcy and I are both going. Darcy and I are both going. I know that. He uh, said well, that Tommy just went, Tommy, um, you know, not, not Tommy McLaughlin, but 
time, you know, the star timing, he just went and he did like really well, but he said they keep it really minimalist. So there's very minimal amount of like celebrities, but it's mostly all people. Yes. Like, you know, doing their, their, what it is, know. is what it is, is once you said that to me, put your zoom back on. Hey, there you go. So yeah. the, the horror side show market. Yeah, that's all right. The horror side show market is done by this guy named Ryan Weber, who runs the New Jersey Horrorcon. It's an offshoot of New Jersey Horrorcon. I've been to several sideshow markets. Uh, you, listen, let me ask you a question. Do you have any connections to these? To the, the guys that are actually running these shows, like the people like, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've had a real a challenge with like agents. What happens is it's not like an actor, like the real agents you have like in Hollywood, like whatever you have these agents. These guys, like you can have three or four agents and basically it's all like, like CJ. CJ has like, Five agents, whoever can get him anything, they get something. So he gets all kinds of crazy shit because they can combine him with just all the Jasons or do all this and do all this. Sure. Stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I'm, I have a way more of a challenge getting into anything. So I'm just saying like, whether or not, like, maybe you can hook me up. I know it sounds stupid, but like, I don't know. No, it's, 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 not, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, it's not stupid because the, like I said, the guy who runs the sideshow market, his name is Ryan Weber. I actually had him on the podcast a couple of years ago. Um, okay. He does the New Jersey Horrorcon. So if you're going to the sideshow market, there's no reason why eventually or whatever, why you wouldn't be able to do the New Jersey Horrorcon, which is big. And that's usually at the showboat in Atlantic City. And, and whenever, the, whenever he does the showboat, I'm there all weekend long. And it's fun as fuck. Um, okay. The, the so other guy who... Can you ask a favor? Uh, look, I'm asking you, as a paisan, I'm just asking you as a favor. Like, right. what can you do to, like, hook me up just to put me in the... Just, Literally, if you give me phone, I will literally call these people myself. I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm like, look at this picture. I'm like a lost guy. Like I got a whole like separate life and I'd love to do it. I would be at every one of these things I could possibly be at. He's on I Facebook. Just, like, I'm at like, dude, I should be at like at least like 15 of these a year. I'm at like two. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 people would add, and if you and Darcy are going to be on, Darcy and I are so tight. Her, I can always depend on like her and I will let go. And Tommy, like, look, tell you what, I can put most of the cast together. If it's something, CJ is like an independent. He can do his own thing and doesn't, he'd show up like, you know, regardless or whatever. But like Tommy, um, just saying, like Tom and, and, and Tommy, I know that Tommy uh, McLaughlin and, 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 uh, and Darcy and I will show up and like, you know, we're always, we love to, we're all like hang out. We like, we're just kind of like, roomies we just do this but you know i'm just saying that if you if there's anybody you can put me in the like in the line side of i just don't even know who to call to say what to do i got all these fans going are you gonna be here why are you here why are you there i'm like i don't have the answer and they're also frustrated i'll 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 send i'll send you people I'll, I'll send you people to contact absolutely okay i will give you i'll tell you what i will i will afford you my cell phone number my number but understand this my cell phone number where i live right now is like this i'm just going to give you this I'll give you my home number, but where I'm at, I'm like out of cell version. So like right now we're talking on Wi-Fi. Right. As soon as I have to like pull down the hill, it's like, imagine like you're up in, I don't know where you have to go, how far away you have to go to where you're still getting cell thing. Yeah. But I do have a house phone here. So I'm going to forward to that house phone and I'm going to give right. you my cell number. All right. Message, message, message me on, on Facebook. I'll, give... I'll talk to you whenever you want to talk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Message me on Facebook. I'll give you my number too. No problem. And, I, and I'll reach out to people for you hundred percent. No problem. I appreciate it. So, but you know, here's the thing is you can put me like a rep, like take her, me and Darcy and Tom McLaughlin. Like that's a get, that's a given. Like if yeah. you just like say that you can throw all three of us at that. And I have the total, I, I've been given the, the power to like speak for us. So I know that for sure. Nice. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Because I'm surprised. I, I've met so many people for Friday 13th and shit. So if you're going to be at the sideshow market, I'll definitely, uh, in October, I'll I'll see you there, hundred percent. Oh gosh, that'd be great. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. It's only like it's like an hour and a half for me, and it's 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 really nothing. 
I thought when you asked me, I was thinking, wait a second, this next one, like here, here's what's frustrating. Let me tell you, you, you tell me how frustrating this would be. For the longest time, I lived in Las Vegas, right? I lived in Las Vegas and I, there was a show in Las Vegas. Tommy, um, or sorry, CJ was there. And I'm like, I didn't even get invited. It was a five minute drive for me. I'm like, and I walked in to go say hi to CJ. People were asking me for my autograph and shit. And I'm like, I couldn't get a damn booth. And they're like, nobody said anything to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? I live like right around the corner from this. They didn't have to pay for flight. They didn't have to pay for like room, nothing. I live there. And it's just like, it's just like a, you know, an organization. I don't know whether or not I'm just like undesirable or what, but I mean, I thought I always get along great with fans. Now, listen, there's, there's, there's so many like people that nowhere near as popular as you from Friday the 13th movies that I've met people, bro, you, you know, you know, it's like the cult following and the loyal fan base to these movies is ridiculous. I adore and I can't tell you. I have literally, I, there's probably five or six of people that especially that like are on my thing. Like if they, something happened to them, I would get an airplane and go and like get them. It's like, whatever. There's a few yeah. people that like, like they did have made it a point to like be that close. To me. I always get back to people or whatever. And when I meet them in person, it's like, I try to remember names. I try to remember faces. You know, it's like, there's always that like shit, man. You can only meet somebody like Mike's or Bob's or Tom's. It's like, I'm like, you know, I'm at a disadvantage, sure. but like, I remember people's faces and they're like, when they show me this shit, I try to put out, I'm just not real techie. Right. I get it. But I'm always kind and nice. And that's just the way I am. It's like, I don't do it on purpose. I just do it. Right. Period. You, you, I know that you have an Instagram page, but you should actually get on there. I know I didn't see. I didn't even know I had one. I have no idea. Somebody made it for me. Twitter. I have no idea. All I know is I have my Facebook page. I'm that's ignorant. I'll say ignorant. <laughs> make your own, make your own Instagram page. It's the greatest promotional tool, dude. Help me. Help me, man. Who can you turn me on to somebody who's good at that shit? I don't know. I would. I'd love to have like a page where I was like, look at, I can have all the inventory. Like, you don't remember Steve Martin when he put the head through the knife through his head? Yeah. Like, yeah oh, shit. I mean, there's all kinds of goodness and stuff that people would like to dig. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Here's the other thing. Watch this one. This is something. This is like, I know this is this. I don't, I can't believe nobody's doing this, but here's the thing is let's just say you live in England. Pretend, yeah. right? Right. You can't make it to any show I'm at. You can't make it any show at all. You're just like, man, I'd really like to have your autograph, right? right. Watch this, okay? I'm going to do this for you right now. <laughs> this is just, I don't, watch, no, this is like my, I don't understand why nobody's done this. Okay? <laughs> what a shit show. It's awesome. Hey, watch this, motherfucker. <laughs> you see, here's the deal. Watch. Watch this. This makes, just, it just makes no sense to me the way this isn't done. Here we go. Hold on. Let me just pull this out. All right, here we go, dude. Plus, I see the clean fish, man. Okay, so here's the deal. I'm going to show you this. Let's pretend. See this picture right here? I do. Let's pretend this is like this is a an autograph. This is a picture of me, and this is the one you wanted, right? Yeah. So what? You want this picture? So I go like this. I put the camera like this, right? And I yeah. just go. All right. So you're like, hey, Steve, what's going on? I'm just like making some. Hey, Steve, what's going on? So what do you want me to say on this? What do you want to say? All right, all right. And also the camera's like mounted on a thing, right? I go like, two, Steve, right? Tom Freely, but court, like the whole thing, I do the whole thing like that. And I go like this, watch. Now I just do this. It's sitting there and I go, watch how quickly. This is what makes no sense to me. All of a sudden it goes, okay, cool. And you're sitting there, watch. Watch this. We go, wait, let me just be brilliant here. Here's my dumb tech, like stupid ass. I go, I can't figure anything out. Tech thing. Whoops, now we're recording. So what I do is, all I do is, you're sitting there, you got witness somebody doing this, right? Uh-huh. And then I just, I take a picture of this. I send it to you. I said, print it. It's me going like this. Print the fucking thing out. Just print it. This is like, here's the audio. You can print it. You can see me. I'm, I'm live doing it for you. And you All can right. print it. And you know it's good, even though it's like, not the live thing, but like, you know what? 
it's good as gold because I'm talking. I'm giving you a video. I don't give you that to the people that are sitting there signing like this. I'm saying it's me. You see it live. We'd be signing it. Same thing. Boom. So I say have a um. I call it a. I don't. Know, I made up my own name. I think it's, it's a. Uh, it's a like a, I don't know like a techno picture off the internet. I don't know what's it, but it's like the thing is, it's like it's still it's somebody in England can have an autograph in a second. Right. Follow me. Oh, I gotta turn this around. So basically, be like this. Boom, and you got it. So here's what I do. I just do this. Right. I go. Okay. Fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. Boom. Oops. Sorry, back on. They make a picture of it. And I just send it to them immediately. So they have like they have it immediately. Hold on, let me turn this around. Sorry. Well, I got go oh, let me spin this around. Stop. Oh, that can do it. Come on, turn it around, motherfucker. This desk is getting boring. Here we go. Leave. Leave. This desk is getting boring, he says. Oh, you fucked up. Oh, this guy. <laughs> Let's see if he can figure out. Sorry. This is a, it's a fucking doozy, guys. Let's see if he can figure out how to come back. Anyway, deadsledcoffee.com. Put on promo code. Hold on. Oh, boy. Yo. Yo, you got to go back onto Zoom. Go back on to Zoom. Okay, cool. Send me the link again. <laughs> um, it's all, it's already in your messenger. Scroll in your messenger. Messenger. All right, I'll fucking do it. Don't call me an asshole. All right, <laughs> all right I won't call you an asshole then. <laughs> wow. DeadSledCoffee.com. Type in promo code Brooklyn Blast for fifteen percent off your order. Follow them on Instagram at DeadSledCoffee. New Republic Printing for embroidery, screen printing, and all of that. New Republic Printing on Instagram. NewRepublicPrinting.com. Generation Records. Generation Records on Instagram. And uh, where is this guy? Generation Records on Instagram. And that's that. You're back. But you got to put your audio on. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Don't call me an asshole. Connect to audio, guy. You're back. I just got got like sucked out of the universe. It was like this. Ah, I was like, dude, that shit doesn't happen except for when I talk to people from back east. Yeah, only only me. Don't worry, I'm not gonna call you a fucking asshole. <laughs> Everybody's a fucking asshole. You know what I'm saying? Dude, <laughs> what, there's something about talking about people from back east. It's like, you know, it's just like it just feels like home. It's like there's something honest about them. They're just yeah. I don't know. They're just, there's not that like manipulative prick kind of like I got some other agenda kind of feel to you. Right. You know what I mean, yeah, I don't man. Know what it's, you just can't fucking like like I can't lie to you if I'm just fucking telling you the fucking truth. I'm bro. just fucking I'm, I'm just a knucklehead born and raised in Brooklyn, bro. That's it. Right, but the thing is, is you know what? But that's the truth. Most people, the people like California, like I am not a knucklehead. I'm not from um. Uh, fuck all that. that. Everybody's an asshole. Hold on, bro. I'm full of shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> I just feel at home with people from back. I just feel at home with the, the whole back east. It's just like as soon as I start talking to you, also I get like a little bit more like this, and all of a sudden it's just comfortable and person. It's like, yeah, I know what you're fucking talking yeah, about. Yeah, what the but, fuck? I'm not. I'm the who am I? I'm just the guy who presses record and bullshit. Fucking family, man. Fucking family. It's just one big bunch of fucking people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I have a couple of silly questions though, just because I want to know from my own head. 
Okay. You were in Iron Eagle, correct? Yeah. Yes. How was Luke Gossett Jr. to work with? I like that guy. Luke Gossett Jr. was as kind and nice of a human being as you could be. I'll school you on this. He had, this is what's so cool about him. He was a fucking dynamite fella. He had a double, his stunt double, right. who looked so much like him, same height, same like bald head. Like he looked so much like him. And those guys were best friends. So what would happen is Lou, I'm not going to, don't hold me to this, but I, I believe Lou didn't like to, to fly. So he was kind of like, he, he had his motorhome, but his motorhome was like, like 40 feet motorhome. So he pulled up when his motorhome pulled up on set. It was like, everybody was welcome to come in there. That guy was as nice and he was as much family as you could possibly, you forgot completely you were on a movie. You forgot completely it was him. And he just, he just sit around and talk about just the shit was just going on. It's like, man, let's get some tacos, man. Let's go get some tacos. Let's just go over. He was just, and his double was like, they both loved each other so much. They both had each other's back and Lou would have a scene. All of a sudden this guy going and just fucking fall through a wall and blow himself or whatever it was. And but he was like, I thank that man very much. And I believe he's like, I split my wages with him. Like that's how much they were brothers. I'm not sure, but that's what yeah. Lou was a fantastic guy. Nice. A great guy. Great, great, great. Now so it's and, better. And you were in Man City with Travolta and Dustin Hoffman. What's up with Dustin Hoffman? You know what? Here's the deal. Dustin Hoffman is like this. I don't have any. All I know is that because that was another one of the ones where I like I showed up as like, hey, we, we, you're just here for lunch. Like I read for it on the side. I, just, I got it. Gotcha. The scene that I have in that, I actually have on, it's interesting. It's actually a really good scene that I really like. The thing, the problem is in the movie, you don't see it. I'm like, cause he's in a bank or whatever. He's like holding hostage. I'm actually on a television screen and they go up. I have the scene on tape and it's like a scene to where like, I'm one of the people like going like, man, life's like this. And I can't believe that he's one that this guy's standing up for, right. but there's a really cool scene, but it's never on the big screen. It's like in a monitor in the movie in the background, which right. kind of pissed me off. But I have, I have the scene in real like in real full vision right. as far as I go. But Dustin Hoffman, I know that he's, he seemed like a really nice guy. He's got a really, really um, big head. Yeah, I, I heard. Physically, yeah. physically. 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 <laughs> no, 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 not, not, not at all. He seemed like a really nice gentleman. But I'm saying it's like, it's amazing. Like he's got like, I don't know. Cause he's not very tall. He's not, he's, right. I mean, it's I'm amazing not amazing how that five, neck holds up that jack of five, five by six. But he's got like this, but he's a fucking brilliant actor. There's no doubt about him. Oh, but I didn't get to meet him. I just watched him, but he's always kind. John loves him. Thought he was great. Nice. Good shit, man. So now, when when is this shit happening? You're, you're well. You don't even know. You're still writing this uh, this this uh, this movie that you're talking about with with your band. So you yeah, don't know yeah, when that's happening, dude. I would love to. Well, that's the thing I'm going to talk to you about, like how to raise, raise some money for us. Let me ask you this question. Talk how would it be like, how can I send you like, like I've got it on my phone and I want you, what kind of music do you normally listen to? If you just got like, like all of a sudden somebody's got a gun to your head and goes like, just listen to me if you want to and nothing, nobody has an influence on you. What kind of music would you listen to? I listen to heavy shit. Okay. Like, like example. Bands you might not have ever heard of. So full metal, metal, like judges are just full, like, yeah, like, like, like metal, metal and hardcore and some, not, not any radio play stuff, but I like some really grimy underground hip hop. Okay. Underground hip hop. But let me ask you, are lyrics important to you? Very. Okay. That's all we got to say. So lyrics are important because sometimes yeah. some of the, the really heavy metal shit, it's like hard to like, it's like, like, it sounds like the devil's coming through like sure. a bunch of double bass. Like, you know what I mean? So here's where this is. So I can tell you, this is where this, my the band, the way that we wrote this is somewhere in between a mixture. If you were to take 
shit. How old are you again? 45. 40, 45. Do you remember a band called Living Color? Of course. Okay. Mixed Living Color with Leonard Skinner and then mixed up with Aerosmith. So okay. it's like Southern Rock and it's Ted Nugent, but it's got Ted Nugent. It's got more of like a fucking like, but it's got a cool thing where you like, you can hear all the words, but it's got like a rumble to where girls could dance to it if they want to. But guys are like, fuck yeah, it's like, it's kind of music you want to floor it to. It's like, it's like you want to just drive as fast as you can. Punch it. Okay. Okay. So. Yes, sir. Most of So what I want to do is I want to send you and I would love, like, you know what? I'll tell you what. I'd love to show you because this is like a total rough person. Realize this. I'm playing drums and I'm singing. My guitar player is playing guitar and playing bass. So it's just two of us. We did a rough version of this Preachers of Rock song. We've done it a bunch of different ways. But like, I'll send you, I'll send you like, the, the, the thing is, I think you'll dig this. If you listen to the words, it's picture this. This song is all about their whole career, right? Because this is a copy band. So all they do is they go through their whole career of like all the songs they'd sung. Right. So it's basically a goodbye song, kind of. But it started like, here's the lyrics. I'm a preacher of rock. That's what I do. I bring rock and roll, funk and blues to you. I got a little Led Zeppelin, some Aerosmith. I got the prettiest girls, man. Look at these ones I'm with. It goes on. I got I got some BB King. Okay. I got some Rolling Stones. I got some BB King. I got some James Brown, the sex machine. I'm a preacher of rock. Maybe that's what I do. I bring rock and roll, funk and blues to you. One, two, three, four. When I first saw Queen, I put my money down. I got the fat bottom girls. They all left town. Said the highway to hell to the city of sin, drinking money, water, blues. Over the hill and far away, so dazed and confused. And it goes down, 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 down. <laughs> I want to fly like an eagle. I want to let it be. I drink cold gin of the Kiss Army. I rock and roll all night, partied every day. Funk 49, the Rocky Mountain Way. And you see us got all the songs. I used to wang and dang and baby sweet poo tang and do every fucking word Hendrix ever sang. Rock and roll, baby sue hoochie coo, uh, loudy mama, baby light my fuse. I got a soul, I got a whole chain to the whole chain to so think about the whole chain. I got oh god, I'll send you the song. Songs like I love this song. It's got all the thing. But it's like it rolls you through their whole, it's basically their goodbye song going, I used to do all this as a copy band. They did it really well, but it's the song, The Preachers of Rock, that's basically, all they were is like, we just did all the songs that you wanted to hear, and none of them were ours. You know, I got an old last part from a second, I got an old last part from a secondhand store. I played it my fingers and bleed some more. I, um, I got this band because I had something to say. Well, guess what? Here's the band. Today's the day. And it goes right into, you really got me? You really got me? down. It goes right into ACDC. But this song is a really, you fucking play side drums to this song. I'll tell you, you'd be proud of motherfucking. It was a difficult song to play. It switches and changes all through. But it's like, I will send you it right now. Just give you like one version of it. And see what you think. Be compassionate and go like, oh man, I totally dig this. Yeah, be compassionate. I'll let you know. I like it. I, 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 I'm, I'm saying it's not, it's not like we have like a more like we're not, it's not like metal metal. It's much more like like it's like southern rock, like kid rock, right. kind of like just jam it. It's fun, but it's kids. I'm not mad at that. I like that shit. I, just because I listen to heavy shit doesn't mean I don't like rock and roll and southern shit. I'm I'm a fan. Oh my god. Tell you what, I got like the difference between this. I'll tell you what, I can say two versions of it because I got like eight versions of this song that I'm like waiting to see which one I like the most. But one of them has got like this whole soul kind of rock in it, and the other one that's the closest to like a metal version of it. It goes from like completely like do that gat gat to it's got like the whole like metal sound in it, and it changed everything. I don't know, it's just a fucking fun song. It's like a catchy thing that you just like you can't it takes the whole last 20 years of music. Or like thirty years of music, and but like sums it all up. It does like jingles to all of through it. It keeps the same time all the way through it. 
Sounds kind of Listen, at the end of the day, it's all about having fucking fun, man. At the end of the fucking day. Right. This has been the, my, my most fun interview. There you go. I'm saying it out loud. Are you I saying it out loud or do you tell everybody? No, see, you already, you already said that you don't do this very often. There was something about me that you liked. So uh, I'll, I'll take that as a fact. You know what you didn't say? You didn't say, hey, you're an asshole. No, it's just a, you know what? You did that thing. The art was fucking great, man. You just like fucking did it. And listen, everybody's reviews. There's been nobody like did like like bad or wrong or anything. It's just you feel like back east. It reminds me of home. Right. And that's oh. like you just like you have no agenda at all. You're like, um. you're like that's cool. You're like you're like Bill. You're like, you're like I love it. how much you fucking love Bill Burr. How, how much? Oh you, my god, he is oh god. at this point. He is. Top three greatest, greatest all-time. All the planet. The top three greatest all-time. How much fun? Look at if he was any funnier, people would die. Dude, fucking guy is fucking brilliant. I don't think so. Hey, hey, I don't really think so. You know what I mean? You're thinking like this. I don't really think so. Hey, go fuck yourself. Really, really? Wait, wait, wait. Really? That's the hardest fucking job in the world. Really? You just take care of little fucking babies. You trump this shit up, really? You think that's the hardest fucking job? Oh, yeah. you know what I was thinking? Like, oh, I'm a redhead. I'm on top of a roof. It's in the summer. Ah, <laughs> yeah. A mother, is that really the hardest job? You spend all day long bending at the waist, putting in DVDs. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, 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 and you can see, we don't, I don't define my husband's job like pajamas all day. Yeah, right. Look, I'm not saying there's a reason to hit a woman, but don't tell me that. No, wait. I'm not saying there's any reason to hit one, but don't tell me there's not a reason to fucking think about it. Don't do it. But Jesus, oh my God. Picture this. He is fucking hilarious. I'm sitting here in a hammock looking at my fucking woman's fucking this other guy in this big fucking house and they're going like, geez, I got nothing to say. Like, no, there's no reason to really, there's a big motherfucking reason. Don't push it. Right. Just say it. Yeah, I just love him. And him and Joe, Joe, fucking like, like watch him. You know what's funny is, listen to Joe, uh, you know, uh, who's the biggest podcast? Joe. Uh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. And here's the thing is, the thing I love the most about Joe, Joe Rogan reminds me so much of my Uncle John. His whole cadence He's really calm. He doesn't get reactive. He doesn't do anything. But you know, the thing about Joe Rogan is he's pretty fucking honest. He's Guys, honest and he's not fucking he knows, stupid. He's very smart. He knows without a doubt that Bill Burr is so goddamn funny. It's not even funny. And he laughs at stuff. The thing is this. When you know you're really... Ah, this is true. When you know you're comfortable in yourself, you're a comedian, and you can laugh at other comedians. Because that's like yeah. giving it up. Like, yeah. no, I'm, I'm like... Whoa, I don't know. Like, oh, that's kind of funny. But he laughs. Bill Burr has him over his fucking, like, he's just like, he can't help himself. Yeah. Bill Burr is like, Bill Burr is off the shoulder. He's like ridiculously funny. Yeah. But he's the kind of guy who's like, destroyed. here's the thing is, I'm funny. Like, if you just go out with me and shit, yeah. I'll keep you fucking left all night. But if you said, like, you need to be a comedian, the deal is just, here's the problem I got with it, to repeat the same shit. Right. And expecting people to laugh, it becomes a job then. I just yeah. say, like, people go like, dude, that's really funny. Can you tell them? I said, just hang out a little while. Something else funny will happen. Yeah, you know, just something exactly. funny. Be spontaneous. Yeah. Joe Burr and Joe, Joe is very funny too. The thing is, but he understands funny. And he said, oh. they're going like, oh my God. Because Bill Burr will never have as big an audience as, as Joe Rogan's got. As right. far as the, his show, right. but they both bless each other. Of the thing course. is, he knows so much. He just sits there and he's like, that thing that they did when, when Trump was whatever president or whatever that thing was all, all together. Oh, I laugh more at Joe Rogan's response to Bill Burr. They did Allison and Joe's like, oh my God. He's just like, his head would go to him. He's like, to look at somebody, it's so funny to look at somebody laugh. It makes you laugh just to yeah. see somebody. Look at babies. Listen to little babies laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Little babies who can't even doesn't know anything about anything. Just like, ah, just starts laughing. It's true. It's true. It's true. 
This is so not up. about Friday the 13th. What happened? This is so not about Friday the 13th. I yeah, whatever. Like, we don't have to only talk. We can't. We're going to talk for an hour just about Friday the 13th. No, we're not doing that. Now, let me ask you a personal question. We've been, probably, we've been probably up for more than an hour, but let me ask this. Do you uh, think yeah. About an hour and five okay, minutes. Do you just take it down and like whittle this fucking thing down, like whatever you think, or you just gonna just gonna all be in there? No, everything is going up raw, just the way it is. I don't edit shit. Fucking love that. It's cheap and it's true. Yeah. What am I? What the fuck? I put it up the way it is. It's a conversation. Whatever happens, happens. That's it. The thing is, here's the deal. you don't have to edit it. If it sucks, don't even do it. You don't even put it up. You're like, ah, it sucks. If it's good, no, this is going right the fuck up. We're going to do that. Have we not been entertaining? Have we not been entertaining? I'm entertained. It's all that matters. Damn it. I love the truth. The truth, you know, here's a great thing. Here's a I don't have an agenda and I don't pander to anybody, period. It's like, if, you don't, if, you, if you're listening and, and you had to shut it off 10 minutes in, then, oh, well, then you missed fucking, you missed it. You, you can listen all the way through or you don't have to listen. I don't give a shit either way. Like, it looks like this. Yeah. Whoops. Hey, I got something. <laughs> Here's a really great saying that I just heard this. It was like something Socrates or somebody said, but this is a great thing. You'll you'll understand this, especially because I believe that you're this man. Check this out. You don't have a very you don't have to have. I'm gonna repeat this. You do not have to have a very good memory when you only tell the truth. True. It's a fact. That's really true. You don't have to worry about your memory. You, to, and finally, you know what thing is? People that tell the truth, their memories are all available to them. There's nothing yeah. to hide. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I have nothing to hide anyway. I'm an open book. I so I've spoken about every aspect of my life throughout. 200 episodes on this thing. I don't give a shit. People question, can judge. Let me ask you this, ask you this question. Like, I'm asking this all the people. Just notice this. Here's where you know you made some progress. I tell you, know, nobody knows what the hell this life's about. We're all, we're here. Is it a prison? Is it heaven? What's the deal? Like, what are we doing here? But here's right. the thing is, here's the thing. And I trust that you're, when you're like, bring me back to like, in your life, everybody's lied in their lives to get out of trouble. The first lie a kid you ever just says, you, you go refrain. All your kids, like every, all your audience look back at this. The first lie you'll ever say to your parents, Funniest instinct is over sugar. Do you say a cook, something they caught you doing? Did you take that cookie? Like, what? You're like, no, what no. me? You're like, this is the thing. But sugar's the first little kid, like, lie because they know it's like their drug. And yeah. you start out with sugar. Sugar's the addiction to alcohol. Then they start setting up. And then when you have 14, you get a beer. You're like, well, I got sugar and a buzz. Oh, fuck yeah. the sugar. Now I got this. <laughs> Try to, like, drink a bunch of alcohol. You know, you lose your thing for sweets. But if right. you, you decide I'm going to go, like, cold turkey for a week, ice cream comes flying in. Yeah. Uh, people say, so but the thing is, it's just a matter of like the truth. The truth is just like, it, it, I don't know, it's an interesting factor. It and is. It's like, it, it is. is. You seem like a really honest guy. And the bottom line is like, let me ask this about lies. Do you, do you work yourself like, let's say when you were 18. Right. Did you say more lies than when you were 20? Did I say more lies than when I was 20? Bottom line is like, have you gotten to where like you've gotten to where like it's not tell a lie is really important more so than it was when you were like a teenager. Of course. You understand the importance of it, like how it's about you. It's not about other people. It's just like, fuck. It's like, of, you course, because, of course, because when I was younger and 18 and in my 20s and shit, We're naive. I would, and, plus, and plus I was a different person. I was a maniac running around Brooklyn, drinking, doing drugs, doing stupid shit. So of course I lied a lot, but now it's like, I'm a father. It's like, I'm 45. It's like, I got nothing to hide. I don't give a fuck either way. So yeah, here's the truth. You don't like it, beat it. I don't give a fuck. You know what you are, though? You're a good hugger, huh? I'm the best yeah. hugger ever. They call me Jimmy Hogg. You pat batter or you're a fucking hugger? If you like somebody. Uh, it depends on the situation. 
If somebody's like, there's your pat back, but you know, it's like the people you like, you fucking like, it's like this. Yeah, I'll, I'll give a good That's fucking hug. They didn't really want to hug you in the first place. You know, people go like, give me a hug, they like, pat your back up. Like, always been like, you didn't want to do it. Like, why even start here? Because it's like, it's like the bitch going like, get away, get away, get away. So people right. are like, you know, with family, like you give them a hug, you fucking mean it. Right. You seem like a real person. Yeah. I'm just throwing it out there. Listen, when I meet you at the slideshow, Mark, I'll give you a fucking hug. Damn it. It's going to be a fucking real hug. They're not bad type of bullshit. <laughs> right. Like, you're fucking, Dude, I can see. Look, I feel like I've been friends with you forever. We just don't have any past, which we probably is very similar. <laughs> yes, it probably is very same jackass, dumbass shit. Same shit, yeah. same trouble, same lies, same crap. And now I love the same things. I love my daughter more than anything. Like the same shit. And I love my son. It's like you come to that to fruition. It's like man, our family's the most important thing. You have. If you're lucky enough to have family, you pick your friends, and they say no, don't pick your family. But God, if you got family, you get along with them. They're a huge bonus. Damn right. Damn you know? right. And they'll hang in here. They're, they're, they just do shit for your family. It's like, have somebody in the world that'll take a bullet for you. Yeah. It's like, it's the oldest thing. Until I had my child, did I realize what that even meant? And then I was like, I'll absolutely take a bullet for you. Like, I absolutely won't take a bullet for any of you, but I absolutely will for that. It's absolutely, just like that. 100% without any hesitation. 100%. First time you care about somebody more than yourself. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. But honest to God, you know, even when you married a wife, you could adore it. I mean, you love them to death. And it's in a totally different way than your child. But the child's like, I'm responsible for this thing. Like, you know, you kind of came in like, we're here. It's just different. You can adore the hell of your wife. But man, I am, you know, maybe you take a bullet for both the boy. The child's like, undoubtedly, like, get out of the way. I'm, I'll, I'll Superman the shit up for this. Yeah, I can't. You know, and without right. a doubt, with a smile on your face. Like, I hate this is happening, but there's no way that's going. It's got to go through me before it gets to her. Damn right. Especially with daddies and little girls, man. It's super special. 100%, man. Can't agree more. We agree. Yeah, oh, we, 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 Ferrari? Yeah. Really? Just like, yeah, really. Yeah, people don't even believe it. Yeah, Jimmy Ferrari from fucking Brooklyn. It's a fact. I know, but dude, that's a fucking great name. Yeah, but there's no relation, so it means nothing. <laughs> you know what? You're an honest man, too. Yeah, it means shit. Everyone's like, oh, it's a great last name. All right, for somebody, you know, on the outside, fine, but it's, it's me, so it's like, yeah. Uh, let me tell you something let me tell you a little thing i'll tell you a short story like really quick my cousins right they'd have the travolta last name right so my uncles there's joe here's my family goes it starts out like this johnny's the youngest john's the youngest it goes right. john then it goes john then joe then it goes um then it goes annie then margaret then ellen so six kids my mom's the oldest so me and john are only 11 years apart my mom and johnny are farther apart than i am with john because they're like 13 years apart john and i are closer in like age do you know what I'm saying? She was like older. So, but what I'm saying is that they, it's, it, it's just, it's really fascinating the way that when you start to turn the, um, to, to, to turn family, it's, God, I'm trying to explain the thing. I'm trying to, I feel like I want to get this right. It's their kids and all the cousins that happened. It's like, I've got like all of a sudden, it's like, there's like 83 people in my okay. family to like, to like hold on to. The thing is with Facebook, it goes on. I was just thinking outside the box and thinking like how, what a responsibility like Facebook is. I was just kind of thinking about like this interview and all this stuff, like people answer and then, you know, they have expectations of me and stuff. And, and I don't try to ignore people, but you don't realize something. When I turn on my Facebook thing, if I'm visual, like this, like I could go away 5,000 people or whatever. It's mm-hmm. filled to the brim. And like, you got like 800 people hit you with like, and also yeah. like, you answer like uh, like 50 and also the other people are pissed because they saw you answered 50 and like whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, I wish there was some way to like bless, just be kind to everybody. Maybe you know there's a way to just go like, can I just do this in an issue? Because I can't, I don't, you know what I mean? I don't even know these people. They're, they right. know me, know me, but I don't know them. 
Really, right. out of 5,000 people, I maybe know, like, no, maybe 100, know them. 150, right. I know them, know them. And oh, then there's yeah. like, yeah, you know, it's like, I have like 4,500 quote unquote friends on Facebook. Right. I know probably 100 and something of them. I interact with maybe 25 on average, and that's it. It's just, you know what's interesting about a human being? This is an interesting fact, and you're, you're the people that are sitting here listening will understand this. When you feel over, like, ex- You froze. You're frozen. You're frozen, Tom. Frozen. Oh, is your feet going to shit the bed? Frozen. Is this the way it's going to end, folks? Uh... Uh-huh. Well, did I mention Dead Sled Coffee and New Republic printing? And, uh, yep, he's fucking gone again. All right, well, I'm, once he gets back, I'm going to wrap this up because it's insane. <laughs> yeah. Tom Fridley. Wow, yeah, yeah I'm back. Dude, I was just abducted. I've been gone for two years. <laughs> it's been the most amazing thing. I'm not Kentucky Bob anymore. How's it going? <laughs> oh my God. You know, usually the only reason I got this shit, I got this hat because it was so hot outside. It was burning my shoulders. You know, you need to come up here, Mr. Ferrari. All right. One day, one day I'll make it up there. I will house you. I got a great place for you. Come. Do you play an instrument at all? Can you play anything? I don't. I'll sing. I'll, I'll, I'll yell and scream. Karaoke when you're real drunk? Yeah, man. Why not? Why not? Karaoke is Yeah. Um, we'll go out on your boat. We'll get stranded because it'll stall. That's and, a guarantee. And, yeah. And, sure. and we'll, yeah. We'll have fun out on the lake or the pond. It was, it's like, it was like, it was my bubble. Like, ding, ding, ding. Dude. <laughs> right. Awesome. And here, we go, here you go. Like, I try to be entertained. I'll be like, this way. okay, we're going to like this thing. You know, like, remember those guys like the radio shows? Like, hey, I'll spin the thing. Kill the clock, do the thing. Got the bottle. <laughs> I love, I'll tell you what, I love the any fans, like my fans are like, and they're not mine or everybody's fans, but the people are like the most unbelievable people ever. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do I have to I have to do one shout out to the most amazing fan that's ever lived ever. And she's a fan of so many people. Her name is Lisa Perez. The girl, I watch her and she remembers actors that have passed away actors that are alive everybody's birthday this girl is she came and sat with me the last convention i did watched my money did my shit did all, she goes can i do it i said i trust you like nobody's business i never you know we never like really met before girls unbelievable i'll tell you she's probably on your thing i'm telling you right now Lisa Brand's unbelievable girl she's unbelievable see if you have her on your thing she's okay. remarkable She's an outstanding, outstanding human being like nobody I've ever met. I've gone through, I've sat on the phone with her, talked about her. she's lost some loved ones. We've been in tears together. We talked, I've talked to her for hours, but she was like the most outstanding human being. I can't even begin to tell you. Like it's ridiculous. She's above like just human beings. Like she was just like, I mean, my eyes are watering right now. She was like as close to me as any friend. I trust her as much as any friend I've ever met. And she's just like a Johnny on the spot, totally like loving, kind mother and like makes great Mexican food. Nice. Lisa awesome. Perez is a really Shout out to Lisa Perez. She's unbelievable. 
really a remarkable human being. And that's out of thousands of people. And I've got a bunch of them. She is like unbelievable. Awesome. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got to look at I'm sure she's got you. She's probably on your thing somehow. She, I'll take a look and see. I'll take a look and see and I'll let her know that you gave her a nice little shout out on here. And she'll listen. Tell you what, you say hi to her. She'll have a friend forever. She's like a dedicated, huge human being. That's like freaking ridiculously kind and like has kids. She's just responsible. She gets right back. You need, it's ridiculous. She, I said, you want to come? Like we were down in, I don't know. It was in the uh, last thing I did was in Florida. No, it was in, um, shit. Where, where the hell was it? In, uh, Florida. The last convention I did, she drove like all these miles to get there. And she says, I'll be there for you. And I was just like, Oh, she said, can I do your, you know, can I do, can I be your right-hand man? And she kept sat right next to me. When she sat down, I could like get up and go and like go away. She counted all my money. She lined everything up. She goes, this was being taken advantage of. So I made that guy come back. There's guys that didn't pay. He didn't pay. She went, she went and like people that there's people That's like, good. Good. People, looking out. people, they'll catch you a little off guard. They'll make you sign some of them here. And you're signing, signing, signing. And then that person will walk away. She goes, and she'll chase them down. She goes, I chased them down. Sure. And that's not my person. But she was so good. Look out. It was ridiculous. Awesome. And at the end, I said, give her some money. She's like, I will absolutely not take any money from you. Your friendship is more than enough. So I had to like, like, I mean, it would be one of those things you have to like stuff money, like in her bag and not have her see it to give her money just awesome. a remarkable human being good shit well you seem like a remarkable human being too mr fridley you're a fucking remarkable human being man and this I is be, man i want you to come out here dude summer's gonna get humid back there it's not humid here i know well it's not all right maybe i'll try i'll try to make it out there let me see what's up with work and vacation and shit. i don't give a fuck come here look you come here you got you, you i got your place to say whatever it's, it's free just get your airplane here and you got everything go i love to meet you to hang out with you well, well, we're, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna hang. At the, it's recorded live on air, right? And we're definitely gonna hang at the fucking sideshow market anyway. You are, the, you, but you're like my kind of people. You're just like kind of who I grew up with. Hey, what oh, about yeah. this? Where you? How about this? Just decided like, oh, I don't know. Let's go outside and like fucking like let's knock the club. Let's just play some fucking stickball. Let's knock the fucking you know. Let's knock the water thing out. Let's bust the, the water hydrant open and like let's everything is spray around. And let's have some. Uh, what's the? What do we got? The, the sodas. What are they called? The the, um, the 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 chocolate soda deals. What are they called? An egg cream. Egg creams. You know what I'm talking about? I know. I know what you're talking about. Egg cream and like just a stickball and you're like that was it. Just go outside and everybody knew everybody. One last thing, gotta say this. This is an interesting piece. In New Jersey, or like in back in the East, right? Everybody's got like front porches, right? Yeah. So everybody on everybody's lines. Like, so you're sitting here, you look across, like, hey, the Castanales are over here. You got the Pistonese over here. Like, ah. So all of a sudden you go away, like, you knew people are watching your ass. You got your block, right? Everybody watched everybody's ass. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is what's interesting. What stopped all this, you know, what also pulled all that back was one invention. And it was like, it did such a number to the communication of the United States of America. It's huge. Do you watch? You go to California, everybody has their backyards. In front, you know what your neighbors, I'll tell you right now, I lived there for 20 years. Your neighbor's name is, hey. Yeah. You move your car, dude, your car's in the way. Move your car. That's, hey, move your car. You didn't even know them. You live right next door to them for 20 yeah. years. Everything's in the backyard. But here's the beauty. This is what happened in like New Jersey. Some people don't realize this, but what happened is a great invention, but a terrible invention. Picture this. You've been on the you've been on the front of those porches. You've been on the front of those porches. Yeah. Okay, you've been sitting there, right? You're yelling across the street, right? You're talking to everything. Check this out. You know what got everybody off the porches? One little invention. Let's see how bright you are. One invention took everything, totally screwed all that up, and now it's suffered because of it. The One internet. Invention. The internet. Before that, no. 
the portable air conditioner. What happened is this, the portable <laughs> air conditioner. Watch this, watch this happen. One guy get it upstairs, could put it upstairs so they're cooler and fall. One lady would hear like, hey, Mrs. Castanelli, she got a fucking air conditioner. Like, what well, if you fucking give a shit about me, you give me a fucking air conditioner. So all of a sudden, all the kids are be going like, oh, it's cold, it's not humid. Like, oh, we're sitting inside. Boom, boom, boom. They bump around this. All of a sudden, everybody's got a fucking like a portable air conditioner. And all of a sudden, like a, like a 75% chance of people. You know who stood out still stood out there? The old timers still stood out there. The kids yeah. all ran in. The yeah. old timers are like, fuck that, I'm used to this. Screw these kids. The internet came way later, but this is like in the eight, but this huge, like the seventies, those, those portable air conditioners, yep. $300, every blue car guy can afford one. But like the wives are like, you better get me one of those fucking things. I fucking hate you. You're never going to lay it again. You know, that kind of <laughs> shit, but you put up in the top window, the top window, just, you know, human, but it would come down like, ah, your whole house is cold. Yeah. You know what? Humidity is harsh. I'm a big fan of the air conditioner though. I understand. It's a bitch. But the thing is, is it keeps, if you, unless you can air condition, but come on, if you could air condition yourself, but still have the communication, it was great in communication that went out between people. That's yeah. great. Everybody loved everybody. They everybody loved and hated each other, but everybody knew if you left, you could leave and you could go on vacation for a week, leave your fucking doors wide open. You know, this is get the plan. Let's do this. Cost dollars to watch the shit. You just knew your shit was watched over. Nobody stole shit from anybody. Right. Cause everybody, the Castanelli's were fucking looking out. Dude, it was like a gang. You came into that neighborhood, they said, odd card. Like, oh, what's that card? One card drives yeah. You drive the wrong neighborhood, you're that's fucked because that card's not regulated. Everybody knew everybody's shit. But that's the way we all stay safe. But that's yeah. old school. It is. It's old school. I, it's old school. But I, I, I miss the neighborhood. I don't, you know, it doesn't have to be that hardcore, but I miss that kind of like, like love and camaraderie. Sure. Me too. But that's gone. But at least, at least we can think about it and we have good memories of it. But Tom, I'm going to wrap up with you. Because we're going to go for seven hours. All right. Listen. What am I, a fucking asshole? What am I, a fucking jerk job? Listen, send me your phone number, and I will send you mine, and I will definitely get you in touch with people, and we'll make it happen as far as getting you to conventions and shit, because that's what I'm going to do. That's Jimmy, I'm fucking, I, look at like I fucking love you. You feel like a brother. Well, absolutely. I will work with you anyway, can whatever you can. But if you can help me out, hey, whatever you want to do. But I'm like just I, you are totally invited to come to my place. I'll send you my number right now. Okay. I'm gonna throw it to you. I mean, right one that says like the home, the, the you know, like the, the house number, and then the, the cell number. Where I'll give you all of them. Sounds good. Mister right. Mister Fr- Friendly, this is awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Wow, thank you, folks. <laughs> We're over here now. <laughs> Later, brother. Peace out, man. Love Later. you, brother.